When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Daryl Carley. And I'm Eve Campbell, and you're listening to... Agony Rant. And we're in. And we're in, yes. I know, what a busy week. You are sitting before me, Neve, a vision. A vision? Like, spiritually enlightened. Can you see my aura? I can. I can. It's just surrounding you. Yeah, just don't feel it. I, I'll be... <laughs> <laughs> don't touch it now. It's a different time. Different oh. time. Uh, Neve, I swear to God, right? Yeah. You were on the Camino last week. I was. Right? And somebody said, Neve, did you see Neve's Insta story? Oh, right, okay. Now, all I could think of was, clearly there's somebody with a gun to her head in the background. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been trying to get me to do that Because for somebody has succeeded where I have failed <laughs> repeatedly for years. <laughs> I know, I know. The spiritual awakening of the Camino walk led you to Insta stories. Who knew? Who knew? And now I'm obsessed. I'm not going to lie. I am obsessed. And I, I, I'm i actually going in to check to see how many people are actually looking at me. I, I haven't <gasps> been that vain in such a long time. I'm so keen. I, I just, I forget about the instant gratification. I, I don't of know. Of social media, of she's social there media. now. You're, you're going to be a maven now. Oh, oh. She's literally weeks <laughs> away from selling cryptocurrency. Oh, well. That's what she's going to be doing. I recognised all the words in that sentence, but I'm not 100% sure I understood what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there, Neve. I'm yeah. so proud. Thanks. I'm Sarah. so proud. I feel like, oh my God, this is a real step. <laughs> Not know. just for you, but for the country. Yes, I had a wonderful experience, actually. I, I, I really did. And we did 142 kilometres in just over five in days. In a week? Yeah, less. Without a car? Less. Like, yeah, I know. They were saying, did, somebody said today, you know, did they not tell her that they have buses there as well? Yeah. But actually, yeah, <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point. And the funny part is we bring our bags, you know, so like we look Did you crazy. Did you feel spiritually awakened like you're supposed to? Or did you just feel, you know, tired? Okay. <laughs> You do feel tired. I'm not going to lie. You yeah, know. That's the thing I don't like about being spiritually awakened, right? <laughs> it's not always it's, tiring. It's very close to like tired or sick. <laughs> you know, these you have people. have to go through something to like get these, there. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> these people that go out to the desert to do ayahuasca. I know. And, <laughs> it's like we were vomiting three days and then like I saw my soul and I was like, do you know what? I think I'm all right with not seeing my soul. <laughs> I'm I actually grand. Did your soul I'm look fine. like the, what the entrails of what? Like what is? Yeah, it? I'm like no, no. I'm, I'm actually you know it's grand. 
well, I don't I need sh- to see myself. What I love I'm happy. I know. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see your soul either. Like if, no, that's, no. if that's how you define it's it. It's like Tari. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling there would be a lot of awakening needed to be done to get your spiritual. You never sleep again. No. <laughs> no. Actually. No. But actually we, we did about 142 kilometres to say such a long time. And I, the, you know I thought this time we had done it right and we weren't going to do more than 23 kilometres a day which is still a lot. Um, and <laughs> then one day something went awry and it was 29 kilometres when we were finishing and I'm not going to lie the last five kilometres I was shall we say tetchy <laughs> My Were you a bit friend, of a cow? I was a bit of a cow. <laughs> oh, I, was, I was like, just let me get through this last bit. Don't even look at me. Don't patronise me. Don't tell me I'm doing well. Don't do anything to lift my spirits. So I, when when you when you get like that, are you uh, just, yeah, are you just like literally oh, don't, don't, look at me. don't talk to me, nothing. Don't like look no at me. communication or do you need to let it out and like, you know, kick a tray? <laughs> no, no, I don't, let, I don't need to let it out. I need to finish it. <laughs> I need to oh, finish right. it okay. because I know it has to happen. And so I get through that. So the head goes down and like, just don't even look at me. Certainly do not tell me I'm doing well. There'll be a row. All oh, right. Okay. Right. You understand me? Like, I yeah. just don't do that because that to me, even if you don't mean it, it feels bad. And people never do. No. No. If you're tetchy, if you're tetchy no. and someone tells you they're doing well, that just means they're yeah. afraid of you. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, me, myself and Sarah, you know, we walk together all the time and... It, honestly, I couldn't walk with anybody else because she totally gets me and vice versa. Like, and if we're going up a hill and it's difficult or if there's something kind of going on, you know, we're, we're like an unmarried couple. We have a kind of a system. So if we're really struggling, we have two methods of dealing with it. One is we have, we make a playlist for about two, six weeks before we go. We have a topic every day and we pick out songs. And then by the time we get to the, actually playing it you know we've forgotten who's picked what and then there's a row over who what picked why did you pick that and all this that goes on uh, we only we only have to do it once in a Sounds while great, Neve. oh Can't it's wait. amazing Love I bet you wish you were <laughs> no but the point is the thing is you have to do something but actually my very favourite survival trick is when you're trying to get up a hill or if you're really wrecked like you pick a subject that is very controversial and it makes one of us angry and that definitely makes us walk fast <laughs> So, but you need to be able to do that in the safety of a person that you can actually do that with. But my favourite part of it all was on part of the walk, we discovered a snake. Neve, I can't handle a story no, you, about a snake. <laughs> you got to have you it. You know my feelings. I know. You know and, my she's, feelings. and you know that she's afraid of worms, oh. let alone snakes, right? And when I say we came across this snake, right, she will, if she was here telling this story now, this snake would be the size of the biggest rattlesnake you've ever seen in your life. This was no bigger than a grass snake, right? It was small, but it's it was white. It was wiggly. Though. It was wiggly. And to be fair, it was a bit unfortunate for her because she was in the front of the line. And so she kind of came across it. So she did reacted the way I put she it. She disturbed it. Like. She disturbed it and started screaming. The, the snake went completely mental, didn't know how to cope with the screaming banshee that she was. And then she grabbed me and then nearly threw me out under a truck because she didn't know what to do with herself, right? And then the snake went under the truck. <laughs> did the snake die? The snake died. It was terrible, sad. <laughs> Neve, this is a horrible story. <laughs> so <laughs> the next few hours of the walk was centered on the fact that she couldn't cope with the fact that she'd seen I've never snake. felt so conflicted. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she felt the same. <laughs> the poor snake. I know. It was small. It was, I don't know what kind of snake it was. Why were there trucks in the Camino? Now, you're, you go through parts of the, it's not all like forest. It's like, you know, you go through 
sometimes you're walking along a motorway. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, because it, it, Camino I, goes back to when it was all like ordinary roads, but now things have been built. So sometimes you go through towns or you go through bits and pieces. A I'm lo- sorry now, if I was going on a spiritual journey. There'd have to be like... <laughs> Well, and I found myself walking down the hard shoulder of a motorway. I know. I mean, that would make me question. <laughs> no, no. I'd be questioning my spirituality. I'll be honest with you. There's nothing more definite to question your spirituality when you're walking alongside, <laughs> alongside a motorway. You're going, why is this happening to my Well, life? I mean, you're certainly <laughs> questioning your mortality because you're... <laughs> you get sucked under with the snake. <laughs> no, but anyway. So, yeah, there was many fabulous things that happened during this process. My favourite moment, of course, also was we were, we stopped at this place to have something to eat and with Portuguese Google Translate, we were going, have you food? We, like, we just, we stopped asking what we were getting fed because basically just give us food. We were starving. So they would come in with the food and they were amazing in this place. But then they put us in this little room out to the side. and It was lovely. And we thought, oh, we're special. And then this group of fellas came in of varying ages. <laughs> oh, you know, wow. it was about it was eight or ten of them. And I was like, there was a little moment where we we're all going, what's going on Did here? Do you think you were being sold on the well, dark web? <laughs> I don't know. A very specific taste, I feel, if they were selling us. But anyway, so they had this whole thing going on and the guys were doing the the Porto to Fatima and we were going the opposite direction so it just so happened we kind of coincided in the same place and it it just goes to show what you'll do in those situations because at the end of the meal they'd know English we'd know Portuguese so there was there was lols going on and we were doing all the signs of this great and every now and then you hear Camino Fatima because that's all we knew to say Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and so then the next thing they said you know cafe cafe and then this bottle came out and I swear to God they served us a bit of um Potchin, I think, in a, a thing, a cafe, and you know, coffee, and it was like tiny, you know, those really tiny shots of coffee. Oh my god! And we, so, so I drank it because, quite frankly, you know, I threw it down. They were very impressed with me. I just threw it down, <laughs> and you know how much alcohol—that's like my entire alcohol intake for the last ten for years. For a year, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Sarah threw hers down because she didn't know what to do. So we did that and then we left and we had stood another seven kilometres, which we did not feel after that, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> there was lots of hills. But the added bonus is that Sarah has kind of a heart arrhythmia. So actually she doesn't feel, she doesn't drink caffeinated coffee. Oh my so God. We, I think she ran up that hill. I know. We were both going, well, this is a voyage of discovery for the next while. But, you know, it, it, that's what I'm saying. Randomly, actually, people stopped on, you know, they were driving along and then they'd stop and roll down the window and you'd be freaked out. But they would actually hand you out a bottle of water and a piece of fruit because you're doing your Camino. It, it is astonishing. Wow. I know. I was changing my socks at one point. We were sitting at this bus stop with two Elvis and we were just, you know, changing our socks because that's a good thing to do every now and then when you're walking a lot. And I'm sitting and we were just chatting and whatever. And this wee woman came out of a house with two little buns and, and a little te- a little uh, tub of like mango juice or something. <laughs> and, she, ah! and she left and she, and she had no English and we had no Portuguese other than, you know, that's obrigada. So nice. It was really lovely and we kept, you know, and I, she was blessing herself all the way and smiling at us. You see, why couldn't you leave with that story instead of like a snake getting mangled by a truck? (laughs) Yeah, I, well, I've been back on the road uh, with Joanne again. Uh, So, yeah, I'm kind of knackered. I feel like I've hit the wall. What do you mean back on the road? I mean, you're never off the road. I know, yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) But like I've been filming as well. Yeah. Um, because, oh yes. Yes. I'm doing like I'm doing a film. Like I can't say what it is because apparently you're, you're like you're not allowed to say what it is or oh, okay. you know there's like all rules but you around know, it. I'm already. You well, know, I'm in one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're in one. I'm already making my costume for the premiere. <laughs> for the premiere. <laughs> I'm planning the it. red carpets. Be very oh exciting. My oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! But do you know what I discovered? Right, what? I had no idea 
how well actors are treated. Oh. Like, you're like a god. Oh. Like, I mean, by comparison to how they treat comedians. Like, I think if I, like, if I was to fall... Are you, are you down this like, the We order? are way down the second order. <laughs> like, if I was to fall down dead on the stage, right. they'd leave my body there for the, till the end of the set. they just go, no, he's another 10 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Like, I was on my way to the set last week mm-hmm. and they somebody rang me. So she sounded very urgent on the phone. I was like, oh, well, clearly I've been fired at last. I've been found out. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely knew it was coming, uh, and she said, "Sorry, but bre- like breakfast is finished. Can we, can we? Uh, what do you want? And we'll get it. We leave it in your trailer." <gasps> Did you go down the I wrong couldn't. trouser leg of the entertainment industry? I couldn't believe. I really did. <laughs> Like, and it's gas because then he, even myself and Joanne were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because Joanne went to see a play recently and they were saying, you know, you've got to turn off your phone because even like the tiniest light oh, yes. from the phone yes. will distract the actors uh-huh. on the stage. Like, no, no. They, they, like, I know. They walk in when we're on with a nice bucket of Prosecco and yeah. smash it on the floor. Like, it's <laughs> just like, oh my God, the tiniest light might distract the actors. Maybe actors are a little bit more fragile. Maybe they us. just have a lot, they've just higher expectations. Well, I mean, I, it's let that be a lesson to us all. But it's just bananas. Yeah. I, was just, I was just so surprised. I mean, pleasantly surprised. I'm Don't super, get me wrong. I'm super excited that you're in a film. Like, I really am. Yeah, well, I did a film last year as well. The year, what was the year before? The year before. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've been there before, Neve. I know. Uh, yeah, it's just I'm one of those people that does movies every yeah. so often. Oh, just, 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 you're just like just a movie king. Just the movies. Yeah, yeah. Just Imagine you. But it's a good, I think it's a good film. Like, yeah. I think it'll be good. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be good when it comes out. Will you still talk to me? Like, if you're famous, like, is is like Oscar? I mean, look, I'll reply to texts. Okay. I'll reply to that. But, you know, it depends. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you with two blue ticks for a little while. You know. Oh, you know, oh just there's so, another worse. I, I know. I know. Oh, another I know, worse. Like, He's read it. He's read it. You're something that I have to do. I just haven't got around to it yet. You know, like that? Oh, my God. That, yeah. Leave it on red. Wow. Wow. That's like harsh. Yeah. You know, I'm a little, know, bit, look, I'm a little bit hurt. Well, it's an expectation. It's, <laughs> it's, just, I, I, it's what I've learned from being an actor. <laughs> Raise your expectations. So this episode, right? Okay, this yes. episode's a bit different. Yes. Um, because what we've realised is that we've been doing like a topic each week for yeah. ages. Yeah, yeah. And we've been kind of amassing all of these replies for people that have heard the episode yeah, after and they're it's gone in. out. And they yeah. write in with all these stories and we have a load of them. So we thought what we do is we do an episode like to follow up. Yeah. Just to kind of clear up all of the Eurovision stuff as well. Because oh. there was a bit of a response, Neve. Was there? <laughs> a bit of a response was to there a Eurovision. Bit of a response and here? you've got actually a bit of Eurovision news. I do. Which you can break. Well, I can break it now because obviously. Because you weren't able to say it before. No, because it's a big rule. It's, it's a, a big, big rule. rule. It's a big rule. When you're, so go on. Well, the thing is, I was on the Eurovision jury this year again. I've done it before. Oh, right. Yes, I have done it. But you see, you know, know, you know nothing about me. You think <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be a fan, but no, no. Uh, so red. anyway, mm. yes, I've been on the jury twice before, actually. But um, this is, this year was my, because uh, there's a rule, you can't be on it every four years. Oh, right. Okay. So, and that's fair enough, you know, and, and nobody, you don't know until you arrive who's on the jury with you, who else, and you can't talk about it and you can't talk about, on social media, you can't talk about countries. I mean, obviously you can talk about your own because obviously you're not voting for them. But, you know, I suppose it's so that people don't come and offer you loads of money like to, to vote for their country, which is a bit of a shame. Like it would have, you know, I'm not saying I'm corruptible, but, you know. <laughs> 
But it's well, a, but it's an exciting thing to do. It's like yeah. it's, it's another aspect of Eurovision, you know, because I've done nearly everything that you can do with Eurovision except presenting. Although I suppose I presented the votes one year, so that technically kind of counts. Oh, that's right. I remember you did that. I know. Two days of rehearsal for like one second of whatever it was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know, I had to get all dolled up four times to do that. Like to, over two days was the weirdest thing. And it's very serious. You know, you have to bring your passport and all. It's all very serious. Ooh. I know. I don't have a special Eurovision passport. I'm talking about my actual passport. Okay? Do you not just walk through? Do they not, like if you're in Europe, do they not just wave you through? No, no. No, does that not come up being no, a Eurovision winner? No, no. Actually, on the night of my Eurovision in 1993, uh, the green room was in a slightly separate section and off away to, from the scum. Away. <laughs> and you had to have a certain accreditation to go into the green room. And obviously, before I went on stage, I went to do, you know, the, to- the way you go to the toilet just to be sure. Of course, yeah. You know that la- one? One last empty. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> I'm going to be a whole three minutes on that stage. What will happen? Like in those three minutes, you definitely, that's not what you want to be remembered for. So yeah. anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, I went and obviously I didn't have my accreditation on. I was in my full gear, like care and all. But they couldn't let me back into the green room until somebody went and got my accreditation. <gasps> and they were mortified because obviously they knew who I was. But they, if they let me in. They were in trouble. Yeah. Wow. I know. Well, what we're going to do is we are going to have a bonus episode about this. Yeah. Like, so we're going to talk to you about uh, what the the Eurovision, uh, being on the Eurovision jury. And we're also going to talk to you about, it's a bit from an episode that we recorded a while ago that we said we keep for Eurovision. Yeah. uh, Where you talk about the... Uh, there's this whole thing around In Your Eyes and Adina Menzel. Yeah. So we, that's recorded. We have it done. If you're listening to this, you can get it right now. Yeah. Uh, if you are a subscriber on Headstuff Plus. So if you, you want to, to give get us money. It, yeah. So if you want to support the show for five euros a month, uh, you'll get this episode immediately. Uh, or it'll be released in a, maybe a week or two. Yeah. Um, to everyone else. Because we do think that if you are listening to Agony Rants, it is something you should have. Well, definitely. You know, your vision, like, let's be honest. You know, yeah. it's kind of always underlying. It's part it? of the DNA of the it show. It is, it is. Eventually it'll just be about Grodd and his film career, but now it's about Eurovision. And <laughs> for, as the long moment, as I, for the moment, though, as, it's Eurovision. As long as I can hold on to yeah. that, I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what else are we following up today? So what we're following up, like one of the episodes that we did a while ago, it was about noisy, about nuisance neighbours. Oh yeah, do you remember right? that was, I mean, um, there was a lot of rage there. There was a lot of rage coming yeah, through. Yeah. Um, and we got a follow up from, okay, okay. let's not say her name is written in brackets. <laughs> So we got a follow up. Okay, <laughs> I'm little, one of them, and we I'll put a note down that I have to put a little beep in there. Okay. Um, she says, uh, "My old neighbour, a lady in her sixties, living on her own, who I barely knew, knocked on the door to tell us she was moving out." Right? So Caroline didn't know this woman. She came into the house for about two to three minutes and when she realised we had a spare room, asked if she could stay with us for three nights while the removalist got rid of all her stuff. Totally put me on the spot. I couldn't come up with an excuse quick enough. I had a newborn at the time and I was utterly exhausted. So she went straight into her house, got her bags and was then suddenly living in my house for the next three days just oh sitting gosh. on my couch. No. This all happened in the space of about 20 minutes and it was the most fucked up thing ever. Oh my God. I have to say, I admire that old lady. She, like, that's a go-getter. There's an old lady that gets stuff done. She knows. Like, do you know what? There's a couple of things I love about it, right? First, yeah. she, she knocked on the door to say goodbye. That's that's a really cute old lady thing to do. I know. To be fair, she probably hadn't spoken to her for months. Yeah, that. probably. <laughs> completely. She probably just knocked on the door and then she just saw the spare bed and like, that's, me. that's mine now. I'm, going, I'm, moving. I'm your new housemate. I know, I love that. Because, you know, I could help you with the baby, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's what I'd have done if I was Caroline. If I was Caroline, I'd have just handed her the baby and said, off you go, I'll see you in three days. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Mark got in touch. Okay. And he sent us a clip. Uh, do you remember we had uh, the letter from Darius? Oh, yes. It was a couple of weeks ago. And it was... Um, it was an episode where Darius was telling us that he had moved back to his hometown, and, hometown. And, his, and his parents were dropping in all the time. Yeah. Well, Darius had, uh, well, Mark got in touch and yeah. he had a tip for Darius, right? Top tip. Uh, he said, simply pop your coat on before answering the front door. <gasps> and if it's someone you don't want to see, you can say that you're on your way out. And in the unlikely event, it is somebody that you do want to see. <laughs> You can simply say you've just arrived home. I love the fact that said in the unlikely event that it's somebody you do want to see. That's, that's hilarious. That is amazing. That is genius. That is a, that is a top tip. You think that's the problem? Like that is the one problem with neighbours. What do you know what I mean? Oh. Is that it's 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 them having access to you whenever you want. Like you don't get to like because the problem is right. We all have mobile phones now. Yes, right? we do. So we're used to no matter what is going to happen in our day, yeah. we'll get a text about it. Nobody surprises anyone anymore. They don't. You and I have very different lives. People no, just arrive no, in my like, life. Do, do people just knock on your door? Oh, yeah. We had two Jehovah's last week. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. No, people don't knock on our door because we don't have... a Jehovah's... Do you we, know what? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a doorbell or we don't have a knock. I'm ignored by the Jehovah's Witnesses. Just take your doorbell off. Nobody will knock then. <laughs> like if you have a visitor, you've got a text to say that that visitor is coming. Generally speaking, yeah. yeah. I, think there's I two, never do There's that. two types of people, right? Yeah. There's people that get phone calls and there's people that get texts. Oh, yeah. Well, I, and yeah. if you're somebody that gets texts, you don't get phone calls. Like, if you're somebody that gets texts, yeah. one of the most violent things that can happen to you is somebody ring you I without know, sending text. a text before you're going, <laughs> that they're going to ring. It's literally one of the worst things that can Why happen to you. Why are you, you. ringing me? Yes, yeah, like, what are you doing? This, Why? Is, not, this <laughs> is not our relationship. It's not where we are. <laughs> You're like a little Tamagotchi friend yeah. that I just like feed the beast every so often. That's feed what happens. Feed the beast. I love that Tamagotchi friend. So Lily wrote to us, right? Lily wrote to us. Yeah. Uh, and she had just started listening to us and she said, I've just heard your episode on mortifying moments and I laugh so much. Oh, yeah. I have never written into a podcast before, but I thought I would share this. Thank you, Lily. Yes. <laughs> this is We thank you. We thank you. A couple of years ago, I was having a turbulent times with my boyfriend at the time and we were in the pub and it was getting very heated. Oh, wow. I told him I was better than him and that I didn't need to sit there and listen to his rubbish. Oh, she's your kind of girl. Absolutely. <laughs> Lily. Uh, also a public row. I know. You love I it. I like a girl that has a public mm. row. Well done. Um, so I stood up to leave and told him that I was too good for him and that there was plenty of men that would be delighted to have me in their lives. I swung around to leave and tripped over a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I landed face down arse up. <laughs> I ran out of the place absolutely mortified. <laughs> and you would imagine that that's where Lily's story ends. Yeah, you would no, think no. so. Okay. About a month later, I was on the phone on the bus. Again, another row with the same guy. Same I man. almost missed my stop and I tripped again. Same blind guy, same dog. <laughs> <laughs> the world is too small. But Lily, Lily, there's two things I want to say. Same guy a month later, like trash. No, move <laughs> on. But actually, more importantly, not her. I mean him. Well, what I will say is the poor guide dog. I know. Like the poor guide dog who probably only got his cast off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So um, Terry, 
It says, I'm way behind, but absolutely loving the show. Um, I thought I'd share a story with you about my neighbours. Oh, because it is a neighbour one. Um, I bought an apartment about seven years ago. Well done. And after a couple of months, I ordered a microwave to be delivered. It was essential for a single man like myself. Um, I was out at work and got a phone call to say that the microwave was outside. I asked them to go see uh, if they could get a neighbour to let them in. They did, but I never got my microwave. So it was a bit of a mess with the delivery company and it took ages to sort out. About a year later, I was in my neighbour's apartment helping because there had been a flood in her bathroom and she made me a cup of tea. And I noticed she had the same microwave I ordered. She saw me looking at it and looked a bit panicked and I realised that she had nicked my microwave. That's outrageous. It all came out after a couple of cups of tea. So he stayed for a couple just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, is that like waterboarding with tea? And uh, anyway, it's water under the bridge. We're engaged. <laughs> what? You? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Not a bad ending. And it only cost me a microwave. Well, to be fair, it sounds like you both have microwaves now. So do you have two? Do you put them side by side? I'm astonished at this for a number of reasons. Okay, come on. Come on. I Firstly, love that a neighbour would rob somebody's microwave. It's not like you found two euro on the ground. <laughs> like, it's a microwave with your neighbour's name on it. Okay, right? okay. Secondly, yeah. he finds out she robbed the microwave and suddenly realises she's the one. <laughs> but they did have a couple of cups of tea now, Groot. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you robbed from me. I'm going to call the guards and I'm going to take my microwave. Okay. Wow. And thirdly, a straight man listens to this podcast. <laughs> Actually, there's quite a lot of people who listen to this. You'd be surprised who talks to me about it. A straight man? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, Terry, like, nobody frightening them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's make any sudden moves. demographics who are advertisers. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important that we say he's here. Welcome, Terry. <laughs> Terry's to be protected. No, we it's love like Terry. it's like seeing a, a zebra in the wild. <laughs> no, there's lots <laughs> of straight men them. listen to this. Really? Yeah, it's not only gay men that like me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because essentially it's still Eurovision week. We did okay. get a couple of more um, follow-ups uh, on okay. from Eurovision. Right. So uh, D Tobin says, "Dish the dirt on the Eurovision green rooms you were in." I've been well, on, one I've of been them she wasn't allowed into. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a moment. Um, actually, that year was great because there was a lot of things going on, and um, there were there was a, like a, there was a bit of a kerfuffle in the green room. Some people had actually managed to get in later on in the show, and um, there like was a, fans. Uh, well. No, uh, just, you know, terrorists, celebrities, and there was a bit of a kerfuffle, and they were told to leave. And then there was a which whole, celebrities? I'm not, I am not at liberty to say. I mean, you'll tell me, but yeah, later. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll clearly, put it, clearly, it'll be on Insta Live in an hour. <laughs> but there was, there was all sorts of kerfuffling going on, and drinks thrown, and all sorts of shenanigans. It was all very fast. Which year was that? It was 93, it was the whole thing. And then another time, drinks thrown. Yeah, we just leave that there. Yeah, no, that's it. I know. The excitement. Later, put that on the note. <laughs> and then, um, obviously, uh, there was a, a lots of different things that happened in the green rooms. But mostly, for instance, in 2010, when I went back in 2010, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, after you perform, you go into the green room. So we went back to the green room and um, 
there it was kind of up in the back and they kept showing it every now and then. But the dress I was in was very warm at the time and I found an air vent and stood over it. And I'm not saying it was Marilyn Monroe moments. It wasn't <laughs> like that. But I was just like some menopausal woman standing over it. I mean, I wasn't at the time, but it felt like I was like just going, oh my God, I'm so warm. <laughs> <laughs> so the air vent was very kindly on the floor. So I was able to just kind of stand just over it. It was lovely. But what's nice is that you're the sort of performer that demands an air vent on I the know. floor that you can stand I know. on. I I'll think be it was seated on an air vent, please. I'll be honest, it was like... So was there, no, there was, no, was there never any other like big scandal in the green room? Uh, there's some... I can't she's tell. Not detailed, but she's, not, she's not giving me anything. Here's the thing about the green room. Sorry, the green room is a sacred place, right? Okay, yeah. It is a sacred place. <laughs> oh, don't raise your eyebrows to heaven like that. The it, yeah, green I mean, room is, is a sacred yeah. place. It is a place, it's a safe place for celebrities or whatever they want to call themselves, right? The point is, it has to be a safe place from against that whole thing. Sometimes things happen in the green room. They have to stay in the green room. What happens in the green room stays in the yeah, green room. Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's a rock and roll thing. Yeah, in your I vision, tell, I tell all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. 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 I've been in many green rooms over the years, and that's yeah. No, I just love dishing the dirt. I know you do. Um, also, Mag says not a question, but in your eyes, is my all-time favorite. In '93, I was in fifth class oh. and sung it at the top of my voice daily. I'm sure your teacher was delighted. Well, back that. in '93, so did Neve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, still, still. Yeah, if you look at me day. long enough. Every day. <laughs> I'm straight in. Um, yeah. And actually, my favourite thing was about your age group who used to come up and tell me that they wanted to sing it for me. And then they would start really high on the verse and you were just waiting. <laughs> you just waited for Shut the end. Let's get to the middle eight, girl. Yeah, You're going to yeah, regret yeah. it. I loved it. Oh, yeah. I just loved it. You'll actually, Mags, <laughs> you probably sang it to me at some point. I love that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of the things we always like to reiterate on the show. Yeah. If anybody out there does a good version of In Your Eyes, please, oh. if you see Neve out in the wild, don't be afraid to walk right up and start it. Oh, even better. Just send us a video of it. I'd love it. <laughs> that's going to happen. Yeah, I know. You realise that's going to happen. I know. So um, our Insta stories are going to be so fun. <laughs> So you're making a commitment to Insta stories. Uh, yes, this, I am. The need I'm life. a little addicted. I'm not going to lie, you know. But Just the only problem is it makes me shower every day. To be fair, because <laughs> <laughs> people are seeing me. I don't look like a not dog. The reality walker. that people want me. <laughs> Oh, they want the unshare. They want the dog walker, Neve. No, they want like they want you know. To be fair, on Camino, most of my, my most of my uh, instances were me on the walk and literally like plats, sweltering, plats, yes. and the sweat. But you see, the thing about it is, Neve, you do look very good, like in like in a like no makeup situation. Yeah. I'd like you do look very well. You kept yourself well. Ah, thanks. <laughs> kept yourself well. You and I both know that there are certain angles that are going to be kinder. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's only about two. I haven't got as far as the filter situation yet, but I definitely... Whack a Paris on it. That's the one thing I learned from Joanne. Paris? Yeah, nothing goes up without a Paris filter on it. What's a Paris filter? It just makes you look a little bit, you know... Vavavoom? It's a bit of vavavoom, yeah. Now, use it too much and you will. (laughs) Your skin looks great, but you won't have a nose in the picture. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support us and the show, you can become a member for as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get a bonus episodes from us and from all the shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. To subscribe, head over to headstuffpodcast.com. Also, we're going to tell you about another great new show on the Headstuff Podcast Network called Fad Camp. 
Fad Camp is Ireland's only anti-diet podcast. Now, I love the idea of that because, quite frankly, I'm tired of talking about diets. Life's like, too short. For life is too short. <laughs> it is hosted by Grace Mulvey and Connor Dowling, who are absolutely hilarious. They are the gas. Like, I have are, to say. As funny yeah. as us. It's a great podcast. Are they as it's funny as really us? It's really good. Um, yeah, they don't have our warmth, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you have a body and like to laugh, this is the podcast for you. Well, that's pretty much everybody on the planet yeah, there. No, it's a brilliant show. Grace is hilarious. Oh. She's a brilliant comedian. Absolutely I'm brilliant. And Connor is brilliant as well. Well, They're I'm just, straight it's a, signing up. It's a brilliant show. Excellent. Yeah. So have a listen to the clip. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture. Hosted by me, Grace Mulvey. And me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet. Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. We have a problem. We have a couple of problems, actually. <laughs> you and I, or just... <laughs> we have a problem, <laughs> Mies. Um, okay. Dear even Garot, yeah. I'm so delighted that I came across your podcast. It has bit, really been one of the good things that came out of COVID. <laughs> I have mixed feelings about that, actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, it, I mean, we really Do you know what? It. it was worth the pandemic. It was worth <laughs> it. really was, just to get our show. <laughs> um, I have a real problem, and I hope you can help me. I'm in a group of friends and we were all in college together. There are four of us and we have been through Thick and Thin. (laughs) Thick and Thin is the name of the rugby team. We are all in our late 20s and the past couple of years has been tough as obviously we were all locked up and we are all single. Anyway, we always had a couple of nights out a month. One where we'd go to someone's house midweek and one where we'd hit the town. This has come back but one of our friends is very stressed out about it. She works from home and just hasn't come back the same way we have. She has come to the nights in the house, but always wears a mask. She is really nervous. She is young, not high risk, and me and the girls don't know what to do. We are, of course, respectful, but not wearing masks in our own houses. What do we do? We don't want to upset her, and we just want our old friend back. What do you think we should do? All the best, Tina. Now, Tina, I don't think you're unique here. I think there's a lot of this going on. There is a lot of this yeah. going on. Everybody yeah. has different comfort levels We've all levels come here. back a different level. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I don't know about you, girl, but, you know, you, I was still out during the pandemic, as in I was working in different places and doing yeah, other yeah. things. And so I, d- I found it less stressful coming out, but I still reach for the mask now if I go into places. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, it is a comfort thing, isn't it? And, and, and it's really tough. Like, it's really tough, especially... A lot of people who maybe already were quite happy with their own company because they had to be on their own quite a bit during COVID, they probably are finding it difficult coming back out. I mean, it is difficult. I mean, well, they always said that it was going to be much harder doing it coming back out than it was going back in. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I really feel for her because she's probably feeling it more than you think. Totally. You know... I love the fact that you respect her, but you know, the thing is, you don't have to wear your own masks in your house if you don't need no, to. No, no. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like, I, yeah, that's fair enough. That's a personal choice now. But you yeah. should also respect her. Yeah, that she to wants to do it. And it's it's, yeah. it's sad that she's nervous but about all that stuff. Isn't it I good mean, though she's going to the houses, you know, because I, actually, if she's at that level of nerve, you know, the chances are she 
she's probably finding that quite stressful. So I think give it a time. I think she might eventually kind of get to a point. But I think you'll do you not think it's like a, a, a if you try to force her too quick, it's going to be. Yeah, difficult. I definitely think so. I think if you mm. force her to or, or not even force her, but I think if it becomes too big a thing. Yeah, I think it's very uh, hard to come out of the corner then. Yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. be hard for her to come back. Yeah. But I think. I, I really think that people do. Like, I, I was like her, to be honest. Like, I was wearing masks, yeah. you know, a, a lot later than everybody else. Yeah, well, I still throw um, it on in the shop. Like, Yeah, same here now. And it's only when, from doing that film, I because we had to have COVID tests mm. uh, every day for shooting. Of course. So you didn't want to be positive and not be able to shoot. Like, So I was back be, being really, really careful yeah. again. But, but there was that window where you were kind of like back out in the world and it was all lovely. Um, I think one of the things that might help is like obviously try and encourage her to come out to the, the actual night out. Yeah. But I think that when you are in a position where you are, I guess, the only person wearing the mask in a in a, in a more social situation yeah, than the difficult. people that she's used yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, she'll start to realise that she's the only person in that social situation wearing a mask. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're used to her being the one that's wearing the mask and she's mm-hmm. used to being the only one in that group she's comfortable with. Yeah. But I think as, as you start to step outside a little bit more, she'll get more comfortable. But it's just not her time yet. You also, you also have to think about where you're actually organising your night out. Yeah. You know, because some places will feel more you know, claustrophobic than others. It's 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 kind of tough. Like I know it is very tough. There's been varying degrees of people's response to coming back out. Like, and I mean, who knew? Like two years ago, that that's we. These are the problems we will be having. Like, it's do you know what my help actually is? What? If she <laughs> like is... a trail of chocolate out the door. Yeah. <laughs> that would that get, that you get out. me out. <laughs> I will be gone. But I think that if something changes, like she's in a routine. Like yeah. she's doing, she's going to the house, she's doing all the same things. It's like as soon as that routine, it just takes one thing to break that routine. Because yeah, that's what happened with me. Like uh, she's working from home as well, which is difficult, yeah. you know, so th- there's no real pushing her boundaries out there. Like yeah. maybe, I don't know, has she had you guys over yet? Like so, that could be the thing where she goes, oh, you know, because yeah. it's like, oh, the girls are coming and then, you know. Um, it, it judges her up It's different because she's been in her space on mm. her own for so long. Yeah. Um, so it's just like you don't want to be like oh come on we're all going out we're going out because that's other people and that's well, you know, stressful for her the other thing is what we started doing a couple of friends of ours would you know kind of struggle with that too and what we did was we organised walks and you would yeah. bring something out so you were outside which made it a little bit easier yeah, and the weather's getting nice now yeah it is like, it is I have to say a gin and tonic and a keep cup oh, in a park he- hello <laughs> there's an awful lot to be said for it is that illegal no drinking public I mean, I'm sure it's a grey area. Okay. But if it's in a keep cup, come on. Who's going to know? Yeah, who's I mean, the fact know? that you can't get up off the grass, like, it's probably... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. You've been carried out of a park at four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, that might, very that... strong cappuccino guard. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's baby steps. But yeah, it's one of those things that obviously you don't want her to be there, still there in a year. No, you definitely but, don't. But the thing about it is, she will snap out of it. She will. Like, because everyone does. Like, it took me ages. Absolutely ages. And it was only back gigging that I was like suddenly you're in it. Yeah. You're and in and it. you're in the rhythm of it. And that it's really yeah. it's really tough. It's really tough. And actually you forget then and then suddenly somebody tests positive and you go, Holy God, that's Yeah, exactly. I yeah. thought that was done. Yeah. And uh, I mean and there's a there's a danger on both sides of that. You know, what, going I, too fast. Of like, course, yeah. yeah. But I think as well the other thing is that there will be the day when you forget the mask and you go into the shop. That's what actually happened with me. Yeah. You forget the mask, you go into the shop and it's all around. And, and then you realise you don't 
then you don't get bring it the next time or you don't find it. You know, yeah. like it just... It becomes less of a thing. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's a couple of weeks since you wore a mask. Yeah, um, I know, I know. So it will, it will. It's just going to take her a little bit of time. It will. And, and you know, fair play to you, Tina, you know, because I, I know it's only coming from a place of love here. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, it's nice that you're looking for ways to kind of do it but yeah. I, it's like anything you can't rush this you just can't yeah I think I definitely think that that's see women are very supportive in situations like that we are if that was men there's <laughs> no way that would happen <laughs> what, what are you saying no the, it wouldn't it wouldn't happen like like what someone yeah. would just take his mask and fart in it or something that would be <laughs> <laughs> we're a terrible species you are you are but we're still drawn to you It definitely feels that way. I, 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 my aura is definitely showing that, you know, I'm, I've helped some. No, spiritual needs. Spiritual. Yeah, she's just so zen. I, I mean, I, I'm deli- I thought you were going to come back and just be a little, like a yogi, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just come in and sit cross-legged. <laughs> I would strongly recommend walking for lots of kilometres. It does actually sharpen your mind. You know. I still say, if there's a choice between that and a sun lounger, there is mm-hmm. no choice. I know. Um, some thanks. of them are not very comfortable, though. Yeah, I know, yeah. Some of them, especially the ones you nowhere. Know, <laughs> Your backpack kind of slaps through the cracks in the back of it, like the. the it's not the worst thing in the world when, like, you, when you, you get the pin, you get the pinch of a sun, a pinch of a sun lounger, or the pinch of a broken toilet seat. Because not quite. As it's the worst. It's, it's the worst form of torture. Pinch of a toilet seat. Have you ever had the pinch of a broken toilet seat? Broken toilet seats don't happen to national treasures. Are you joking? Someone goes ahead of us. I'm like the queen, you know, the smell of paint a, everywhere. She hasn't done a wee since that one in the green room in 1993. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. We've had a ball. Yes. And uh, we will chat to you next week. Uh, normal Agony Round service will be resumed next week. Yes, it's all yes. about the treats. Can't yes. wait. Treats. Yes. Treats. So get in touch if you uh, tell us your best treat ever. We Amazing. Want to hear it. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Mind yourselves. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.